Blog Talk Radio. What happened? Uh, all right, Beverly, I'll take care of it. Uh, we're on a technical glitch already. Welcome we to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the Hour to Empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics. We even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log into Joyce Barry and Friends.com, Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. You want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there. Motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. And yes, Hanukkah is about the magic of miracles. You want to listen to our show today. It's always wonderful and especially delightful when we deal with the happiest time of the year. Welcome to Joyce Barry and Friends, the number one worldwide radio show. Show's outrageous and it's contagious. It will lift your spirits high. You'll feel that you can fly. Transform your attitude. Fill it with gratitude. Cut loose and improvise. It's coaching time today. Joyce is a great coach with an extraordinary approach. Fast on the upbeat, top of the heap. A wild motivator, great simulator. Unstoppable in a humoristic way. Life lessons with passion, joyfully today. You want Joyce as your coach if you want this to be your best year ever. And folks, 
I so want this to be your best year ever, my best year ever, the best year ever for our fabulous guest, Beverly Nadler, her daughter, Dr. Denise Nadler, a.k.a. Ariana, and all our friends, our family, and loyal listeners worldwide. Folks, I'm very excited about today's show. It's about Hanukkah. Hanukkah inspires blessings and miracles. Hear how this happy holiday is observed. Hear about the symbols and traditions like fried foods and gift giving. Beverly Nadler and your host, yours truly, Joyce Barry, we talk about the similarities to Christmas and the differences. We will include some history and some jokes. Celebrate this wonderful holiday with us. You don't have to be Jewish. Welcome to the show, my dear friend, Beverly Nadler. Thank you, Joyce. Uh, It's always a pleasure to be on your show, and it's particularly enjoyable uh, to talk about something as cheerful and as pleasant as the Hanukkah celebration, which began actually last night, the first lighting of the candles. Did you light one candle last night, or did you use an electric now they're using the electric lights. We use electric lights. I usually they're very do, colorful, and both. I don't like to uh, worry about the, you know a, a fire being set. So we go with the electric. Yeah, I have one, but the lights didn't work, so we resorted to our menorah. We have uh, three menorahs one of which is electric, and two of them are for candles, so we began with the candles, which is fine. We have it on a place that nothing is likely to happen. It's too high up for our cat to jump up, <laughs> and there's no papers around it. So, But it's, it's, a, it's a lovely tradition. Some people use their menorahs and put them in the windows, but um, our window still just doesn't feel comfortable to me yeah. to put the menorah. Not, well, it would be with the lights, but not with the candles. I just want to say for you folks who are not familiar with the time menorah, it's it's something at which the candles are placed each night, another candle, one at the top that lights the others. So it's like a type of candle holder uh, just designated for this one time of year over the eight days of Hanukkah. You know, this is a very interesting holiday. Uh, When I was researching it, I mean, there were certain things that we all know about, you know, the miracle of the candles, the the oil in the temple. But this is some interesting piece of information that I did not know, um, that uh, this was not uh, considered a, a major holiday. It is probably the most popular holiday of all the Jewish holidays in in America but it was not a major holiday it's not in the bible and it doesn't have any of the restrictions you know that you have uh, with your other holidays about working or doing specific things or not doing specific things nothing like that what happened is that in 1879 a group of young jews from philadelphia wanted to revitalize jewish life 
They felt as if Jews had stopped observing their religion, and they were fearful that Judaism would not survive in America. This is 1879. They hit upon a plan to celebrate a minor holiday, which few Jews actually were celebrating at that time. Um, After the Civil War, it was just not being celebrated. So the holiday they decided to celebrate was Hanukkah. And it's so interesting uh, that that's how it began. It's a so-called minor festival in the Jewish calendar compared to the other holidays. And as I said, it's not mentioned in the Bible, but it has become uh, the major celebration for American Jews, very possibly because it does fall upon the Christmas season. And uh, one that's one of the reasons. And also it is known for gift-giving But um, even though the miracle of Hanukkah occurred in 175 B.C. uh, in America, the actual celebration began in 1879. And uh, we're going to be getting more into the traditions and the miracle of Hanukkah. Because, Beverly, you said we all know about, so I had to just say, not even all Jews know about it, let alone a very diverse audience from around the world. So for those of you thinking, hmm, I don't know about it, we will get into more the miracle of Hanukkah and the traditions. Uh, For now, I just want to say that it's such a happy holiday. Uh, I love it. I love Christmas as well, you know, and sometimes they're very close together on the calendar. Sometimes they're not. So in this case, Christmas follows Hanukkah. After it's ended, then Christmas begins. But it is indeed the happiest times of the year. Uh, Do you want to talk about this miracle or would you like, you know, about the candles? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Be my guest. Okay, um, what actually happened uh, to to create this? The, the true miracle actually was before the the, um, the 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 oil, and that was the the war that actually had erupted because the Greeks, the Assyrians, and the Egyptians who were studying or living with the uh, Greek. Um, gods and and everything was, you know, Greek language, Greek clothes. They wanted to convert the Jews who were living in right between the two countries, Syria and Egypt, and they wanted to convert them to the Greek customs, and they outlawed everything that had to do with Judaism, including putting their own gods in the Jewish temples, and they did not permit them to read Torah or anything. So uh, there was a small, very small band of uh, Jews that decided that this didn't work. Some Jews were okay with it. They just uh, assimilated, and they would speak Greek and wear Greek clothes, even though they considered themselves Jewish, but they were okay with it. But a group that was not okay with it, they became known by the name of the Maccabees, and it was actually a small band of uh, a priest named Matthias, and he launched this revolt and his, with his five sons. And then he asked for anyone who believed in, you know, the Jewish God or the God of the Jews or the real one God to join him. And they began this guerrilla offensive against the mighty Assyrian Greek army. And the fact that they won 
was considered at that time to be a miraculous victory because it was a very small group. So after they um, after they won, they went back to the temple, which had actually almost been not destroyed but defiled. I mean, they just had trampled over everything, ruined everything in Jerusalem, and they went back to the temple. And actually, um, this this was a rededication, and Hanukkah is actually means rededication. They rededicated the temple. Uh, this is where the second miracle comes in, is when they went to clean up the temple, uh, what they found is that they only had enough oil at the time. There were no electric lights, as we know, uh, to last for one day. And yet the miracle was that this, um, these, this oil lasted for eight days, which is the time that it took to clean the temple and take out all of the uh, Greek gods and rededicate it and bring it back to what it had been. And that was the second miracle and also explains why we have eight days, or one of the reasons why we have eight days in the celebration of Hanukkah. And timing-wise with Hanukkah, it's very significant right now because we're talking about the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem. And those of you that follow the news know that President Trump has just declared Jerusalem uh, the capital of Israel. There's a great deal of uh, upset about it uh, from coming from the Palestinians and a lot of other people. But I say to all of you who read the Bible, who know the Bible, know that that land was given to the Jews thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years ago from our God. And uh, so just now, in terms of timing, uh, that they want to move the uh, consulate of Tel Aviv, uh, that's in Tel Aviv, to Jerusalem, and uh, Trump officially declared it the capital of Israel. And we're going to have a lot to say about that and explain it to those of you who may not understand it or not agree when we have Joel Freeman as our guest in a couple of weeks. He's an expert on this. He goes to Israel uh, every year, takes groups of people, and is their tour guide. And Joel has written about 20 different books. Uh, He's not Jewish, I might say, so it's not about that he's backing his heritage. He's also an expert on um, black history, and he's written many books on that, and he's not black. So Joel is an amazing man, Joel Freeman. He is a genius. And what he talks about around the world, uh, you know, things like Israel and black history. So um, I just also want to say that we've done many shows on Hanukkah. We will continue to do shows on Hanukkah. We had on Monday, December 11, Father Brian McWeeny, uh, a Catholic priest, uh, he was uh, did the show with Rabbi Eric Greenberg, and we did a whole show on Hanukkah where they talk about the miracle of the oil and the blessing. So that was on Monday. Uh, On Friday, December 8th, I really would love you folks to hear the show. It was Joel Freeman, who I reference, where he'll do more with the Jerusalem decree. Uh, The show is Israel and its historical significance. Joel's website is israelcrazy.com. 
So those are a couple of shows I'm I'm recommending to all of you. Tuesday's show of this week, Happy Hanukkah with Sari Singer, a very interesting show. And she has an organization that brings people all over the world together who have survived being uh, in a terrorism attack. So that's her organization. And yesterday's show, Hanukkah and Christmas, the happiest times of the year. And the guest on that show was Michael Weniger the CEO and a founder of Asante. And that website, by the way, is healthyandorganic.net. So kudos to Mike Winokur on that show. So we do a lot with it. We will continue to do more with Hanukkah. And we're also going to spend a whole week on Christmas shows and their traditions. Okay, Beverly Nadler, back to you. <laughs> I'm just wondering if there is anything uh, that I can share that's different from all of these marvelous guests that you have uh, coming on the show and have been on the show about this wonderful holiday and also we'll be doing the Christmas. But I guess hearing it from different uh, viewpoints or from different people, uh, it's just like hearing Christmas carols over and over and over again and enjoying them. And uh, all these new shows that they have uh, on television, most about Christmas, haven't seen any of, about Hanukkah. Somebody should create a show, you know, a TV show. There is a show, uh, there is a program called The Goldbergs, and uh, they never mention the fact that they're Jewish, but with that name, they've got to be Jewish. But I saw um, a preview of it, and uh, the matriarch, the mother, uh, who is a smothering mother, which the Jews, Jewish mothers are known for. Not necessarily true, but sometimes it is. Wearing a Hanukkah sh- shirt, and <laughs> she presses on, and of course the, the candelabra goes across her chest. She presses on, all these lights light up. That was what I saw as a preview. So I'm looking forward to seeing the show, which I think is uh, actually tonight, yeah, Thursday night. So... Uh, Beverly, I just want to say you made a great analogy and you posed a great question. What can we do that's different from all these other shows? I can promise you everyone has a different take. Like you said, look, there are countless Christmas songs, Christmas movies, and they all have a different take. So that was a good point. But I'm going to tell you folks right here, right now, that one thing they don't have are Hanukkah jokes, and I am sure to give you some of that. Uh, so you can include them at your Hanukkah parties and, and share the show with them. Okay, Beverly. How about uh, sharing some of those jokes now? Because what I want to share now is why people should listen every day. That was the point I wanted to make, that every day, even with the same topic, it's a different show, different guests, always different for your pleasure and enjoyment. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy, make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends show. You'll find it on the Internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health. 
plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce, Barry, and Friends the number one Internet radio show. And, folks, we do ask that you partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and friends.com. In the upper left of the homepage, you will see my picture. And right under that, it says follow. And simply by clicking on that, you'll know about every show, every guest, every topic. You want to know those things so you don't miss any of them because if you can't join us when we are live at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, then you can listen 24-7, your time, your convenience in our archives. You can download those shows. You can send the links to your friends so you could share it with them. So you do want to become a loyal follower. And one caveat in becoming a follower is you'll know when our dear friend psychic, world-renowned psychic Peter Marks is doing a show since it's once a month live where he'll answer your questions or take your concerns from one of the most extraordinary psychics worldwide psychic uh, to the celebrities you don't miss have to miss his show and i will tell you that here's a heads up so you become a follower peter has our show on monday the 18th so do become a follower do listen and beverly i'll let you you know share what you want and then you can come back to me for some jokes but i want to give you a chance Okay, you know, every time I hear that poem, even though I wrote it, <laughs> it actually gives me such a sense of joy, um, joy, yeah, like Joyce, um, about this show, because it is so unique, and I, I would love it to become the number one show. I know it's heading there, but it really deserves to be, because I don't know any show that's on, whether it's regular radio or blog talk radio or anything that has as much diversity and variation and incredible guests. I mean, aside from me and Peter, and Peter is an extraordinary psychic, um, there are so many wonderful guests that you have on the show. So kudos to you for doing this for so many years and continuing through what I'm going to say through hell and high water, <laughs> no matter what's going on or what kind of technical difficulties or anything that comes up or in your personal life, you make sure that you're on this show, that there is something for people to listen to, to get value from, or to just enjoy. Some of them are just shows of humor and joy, but most of them also have something that people can take away as another piece of information or knowledge or something that is meaningful to them. So I I just want to acknowledge that um, about you and this wonderful show. 
And then and I, I will continue. I have to say about that poem of yours, it is my favorite poem of all time. It is the only piece, the only piece that is played on our show every day, no matter who the guest, no matter what the topic. I have never missed a day of not including that because it really encompasses the heart and soul of what this show is. So thank you for that extraordinary poem about our show, Beverly Nadler. Well, it was my absolute pleasure. So let me tell you about a totally different miracle uh, that occurred on um, on Hanukkah, and it actually occurred in 1993. I don't know if what I'm going to tell you is being continued now, but this is what happened in 1993 in Billings, Montana, which has a very small uh, Jewish population. Uh, the young, a little boy, five-year-old named Isaac Schnitzer, he had a menorah um, on his window. And on December 2nd, 1993, uh, the, the, someone threw a brick through this window to, you know, deface it and say, you know, we get out of here, Jew, whatever it is that people do when they have the stupidity of prejudice. And, you know, I just want to stop for a minute and say, your friend and this wonderful speaker, uh, Mr. Freeman, that person who is not Jewish, not black, and who continuously teaches people about these two groups of people and, and tries to bring unity together, he is a blessing. The man is truly a blessing, a miracle. So that's the name of the show. And he is a genius. I want to say Joel is a genius. And if you go to the upper right in the search bar of our homepage, Joyce Barry and Friends, click on Joel, uh, right, type in Joel Freeman. His extraordinary shows will come up. Literally, he's got about 21 published books, maybe more. Wow. Wow. Well, here's what happened that day. Uh, Another child's mother... Margaret McDonald, clearly not Jewish, uh, tried to explain what happened to by telling her son the story of J- Danish people. And this is one of the this was another miracle that had happened during World War II. A Danish people who responded to Hitler's order to the Danish Jews during World War II to identify themselves by wearing yellow stars of David. The Jewish people who are not, I mean, the Danish people who are not Jewish put on yellow stars as well to undermine Hitler's intent to segregate and discriminate against the Jews. So she was telling that to her son, and she also told that to her pastor, Reverend Keith Tournay, at the First Congressional United Church of Christ. And they asked the Sunday school children to cut out paper menorahs for their own windows and they put them on their windows. Then this reverend persuaded members of other clergies to encourage their congregations to do the same thing. And so they did. Um, they then were, were, were putting these menorahs on their windows to show their solidarity with the Jewish people. And so thousands and thousands, I think it was 6,000 homes in Billings, Montana, where the Jewish community numbered only a few dozen families had paper menorahs on their windows because 
they wanted to show that your unification and that they cared about people. And then there was even a decision in the newspaper, the Gazette, to publish a full-page drawing of a menorah and inviting everyone to place it on their windows. Um, it is also unfortunate. Some Several hate incidents did follow that, but it did not deter people. And it was a beautiful thing, and it's years, for many years, and I said I don't know if, you know, that's still being followed, but for many years, Christian families throughout the town continue to place paper menorahs on their windows. you got to love it, folks. you got to love it, folks. Uh, to even think that there's a trace of anything as extraordinary that as in today's world, it, it just seems that things have gotten out of hand. Anti-Semitism is at an all-time high since the war, believe it or not. That's how bad things have gotten. So stories like that hopefully will inspire people to do the right thing uh, and, and you know, celebrate our friends that are not like us, that are different religious and all of that. Like I said, one of my shows regarding Hanukkah was with Rabbi Eric Greenberg, who shared the show with Father Brian McWeeny. They're called like Brothers in Faith. They're interfaith religious men. Uh, that they uh, speak to people in all traditions. Their relationship is is really heartwarming. So I had the two of them do a show about Hanukkah, the history, the traditions, and all of that. But again, from a from the take of men, you know, in very religious positions. Okay, Beverly, are we ready for my jokes? I sure am. Okay, so here's a few. <laughs> I'm laughing already, and I didn't share them yet. Henny Youngman. I, these are quotes from very popular people. I once wanted to become an atheist, but I gave up. They have no holidays. Shalom Alechem. And I know there's a big special this week, Shalom Alechem. God, I know we are your chosen people, but couldn't you choose somebody else for a change? <laughs> Calvin Trillin. The remarkable thing about my mother is that for 30 years she served us nothing but leftovers. The original meal has never been found. Golda Meir, who was the great premier, uh, prime minister of Israel decades back, let me tell you the one thing I have against Moses. He took us 40 years into the desert in order to bring us to the one place in the Middle East that has no oil. <laughs> Peter Malkin, even a secret agent, can't lie to a Jewish mother. Again, from Golda Meir, don't be so humble. You are not that great. And Sam Goldwyn, bankruptcy is a legal proceeding in which you put your money in your pants pocket and give your coat to your creditors. Uh, so that's just a taste of it. And intimately through the show, I'll give you some others. I want you to make sure you stay tuned to hear some more wonderful jokes. Back to you, Beverly. Yes. And last, by the way, is, you know, we talk about the fact that I am the health guru, and you can say, well, what does this have to do with health? Well, let me tell you that um, laughter is one of the keys to a healthy immune system, because when you laugh, you're actually stimulating the major gland 
of the immune system, which is the thymus gland, laughter actually stimulates that. So, friends, laugh as much as you can, whether it's Jewish jokes, Christian jokes, whether it's whatever animal jokes, children jokes, whatever they are. I look for jokes because I I want to laugh. And there are books on jokes, and I highly recommend that you add laughter to your life, no matter what's going on. And that's an important thing, because sometimes things that are going on, you know, they're just not so great in the outer world, but you can cheer yourself up by laughter. So, um, you want to... Say something. I will. Um, you know. I, I no, have I said that you're absolutely right about that. So, what did you want to uh, cover next? Well, I was just going to talk about the Christian parallels to Hanukkah. I don't know whether or not they were already covered, um, but um, whether they were or they were not, I'm going to cover them. Uh, many people think that Hanukkah and Christmas are paired together in North America because of the calendar. But that's not really true, uh, though they both are during the um, winter solace time. They emerge from a similar religious response to the winter solace, which is lighting lights. In Christianity, this light took a path through Germany, where fir trees were adorned with lights to ward off the evil spirits. Now, that's probably the beginning of the custom of decorating Christmas trees. I mean, it sounds to me like that might very well be where it began. In Judaism, the path went through the menorah, which again is the candelabra, on which we have the lights, and then eventually uh, it became actually called the Hanukkah menorah, and that is for us to recall the event that reclaimed and rededicated that temple, and it always occurs in December. The Jewish calendar is is different from the calendar that we use, and so it's not the same day every year just as in in, um, Christianity, or I would say not just Christianity, the regular calendar that we follow. Christmas is always the 25th, but as Joyce pointed out, um, it's usually around the same time. Usually it's before. I I can't actually think of any time in recent times when it came after. Sometimes it corresponds exactly. But whatever it is, um, it's the Hanukkah candles mark the eight days it took to dedicate the ancient temple. And the Advent candles, which are for Christianity, mark the four weeks of waiting for the coming of the Christ child. And interestingly enough, in the Bible, John 10, the, the, the New, uh, New Testament, even mentions that Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. Well, that, that was what I was going to That was my Christian parallels to Hanukkah. Um, oh, we can okay. go on with more jokes, or we can talk about uh, the dreidel, uh, which became... A game that we played. I remember playing the dreidel when I was a kid, but I didn't know the significance of it. Did you spin the dreidel as a child? Yes, I did spin the dreidel as a child. I did go to Hebrew school as a child. It's just (laughs) the game of choice. I I really don't know the significance. I'll have to ask the rabbis that. But I want to go back to some jokes because you were talking about um, uh, uh, the similarities 
How does a Jew, this is a Q&A, how does a Jew celebrate Christmas? He installs a parking meter on the roof. What does a Jewish pirate say? Ahoy, they. Why do Jewish men have to be circumcised? Because a Jewish woman won't touch anything unless it's 20% off. Oh, my What's goodness. What's the difference <laughs> between a Catholic wife and a Jewish wife? Catholic wives have real orgasms and fake jewelry. What is the de- definition of a queer Jew? Someone that likes girls more than money. How does Moses make his coffee? He brews it. H-E-B-R-E-W-S. He brews it. What kind of cheese melts on a piece of matzo to make a Passover pizza? Mozzarella. How do you call someone from Israel that has, what do you call someone from Israel that has to sneeze? A Jew. In, in the Jewish doctrine, when does a fetus become a human? When it graduates from med school. What's the difference between four Christians and four Jews? Four schools. So those that's a taste of it. A couple more. What do you call a Jewish knight? Circumcised. And that was K-N-I-G-H-T, circumcised. How can you tell if someone is half Catholic and half Jewish? When he goes to confession, he takes a lawyer with him. What? Why did the Jew soundproof his house so his kids couldn't hear the ice cream truck? Did you hear about the new facility Kraft Foods is building in Israel? It's called Cheeses of Nazareth. And what do you call steaks ordered by 10 Jewish men, filet minion? Did you hear about the new Jewish tire coming out this summer? It not only stops you on a dime, (laughs) but it picks it up, too. Okay, Beverly, anything else from you? Yeah, I actually uh, know uh, how this game, the dreidel, began. It was a German, based on a German gambling game. And it was adapted to emphasize the miracle of Hanukkah. So each of the four sides of the dreidel is marked with a Hebrew letter. And each letter stands for one word in the phrase, and I'm going to say it in Hebrew and then tell you what it means, Nes Gadol Hayasham, which means a great miracle happened there. And in Israel, uh, the four sides are for a great miracle happened here. So they have a different letter. But the players use nuts, raisins, or chocolates wrapped in foil to look like coins as gambling tokens. I have to tell you that when I spun the dreidel, I knew none of this. And all I remember is spinning it. And we had a contest uh, that we made up, which was who spins the longest. But the way you actually do it, the game as it is, is you win or lose determined by which side of the dreidel is face up when it falls. In other words, you spin it and then it falls. Noon stands for nothing, so the player does nothing. Gimel stands for all, so the player takes everything in the pot. Hay stands for half, so the player takes half of what's in the pot. And Shin, or Pay, on the Israeli dreidel, stands for put in, and so the player puts one in the pot. So it actually is a gambling game, and I didn't know that. Did you? No, I did not know that. I thought it was kind of interesting. That, uh, it that is. And of course, giving gifts is another 
um, one you mentioned, I don't oh know, you mentioned not the same thing. Uh, one of the jokes was um, uh, the first one that I think that you said was um, I decided not to be an atheist because they don't have any holidays. Um, I remember a story um, of some child who said uh, he wants to be Jewish, whether it's a joke or not, I don't, I don't know. And his mother said, why? And he said, well, because they don't just celebrate Christmas, they celebrate another holiday, and they get a present every single night for that holiday. So I want that in addition to celebrating Christmas. <laughs> so like, we did get a gift every single night. I don't know if that's continuing um, you know, with the modern Jews, whether they're, but gift giving is certainly part of uh, the Hanukkah tradition. And uh, generally, um, they're small gifts. They started with actually what's called gelt, which is actually money. Gelt is Hebrew, is in Yiddish. Um, and that was, and then they became chocolate gelt. I remember receiving that little chocolates wrapped in gold or silver. And that was my gift sometimes, along with another little gift. Yeah, it was a very, very joyous time. And in some traditions, people in Jewish communities will go out and they'll actually give gifts, just as they do, you know, Christmas. Um, that People will go out and present gifts to the different, maybe a, a nursing home or a place where homeless people go or something. They will give gifts, or they might just give it to their you know, the poorer people in their community. But that is a tradition, and it's also a tradition in um, gift-giving for Hanukkah. Uh, Beverly, I wanted to share uh, a, a little from a song. Believe it or not, it's a Hanukkah song. We all know there are uh, countless Christmas songs. Most of them, I'm proud to say, were written by Jewish songwriters. This song was written by a friend of mine, Jeffrey Paul Bobrick, and he sent me the MP3 on it so I could share it with you. It is a few minutes, so I'll just play part of it to get some sense of a Hanukkah song. As it laughs in the mall Baby's crying as the mom strikes a pose Take a picture but ignore the running nose La 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 Ho 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 Steal a kiss under the mistletoe Have some food, take a long distance call A holy night, yeah, I love it all But what do you do?
Adam Sandler songs Can the dreidel decorate Christmas trees Sing of wise men or sing Maccabees But what do you do? I get a joy out of writing them, 
Um, I get a joy out of sharing them, and I certainly appreciate um, your appreciation for them so much. So thank you. Well, just like you, and I've said this many times before because it's so true, your poems go right to my soul, right to my heart. Uh, They're just so right on, and they're so wonderful, and it's written from the heart. So, too, your daughter, Denise, Dr. Denise, a.k.a. Ariana, she writes songs, original songs, and recorded them, and they those songs go right to my soul as well. So you have that uncommon. And um, let me give a tidbit of, of one of uh, Denise's, a.k.i. Ariana's songs. Uh, see, folks, you could see where I'm coming from when I say this, and my God, she has so many. I'll just pick one at random because they're all that good. God bless her, God bless you They just go right to my heart Right to my soul Uh, So that's what you have in common You both write from your heart And what a contribution Thank you I want to tell you that The song that you chose It was so perfect for this time of the year Because this is a time For unification For unconditional love For the recognition that that's what holds us together that's what makes humanity continue on in spite of the negative things that do go on in the outer world it is the love that we hold in our heart and share with others that can literally change the world so she you are so right about her writing and her singing and i just want to mention the person that played um, behind her it's one man who is blind and he was so taken with her music uh, that he was able to, he, he does all of the accompaniment, this blind man on one instrument, but so taken with the beauty of her music. And Beverly, what is his name? Haven't got a clue. Oh, this is a long time ago, and I don't I know, know his name. I know, but when you acknowledge someone, I like to say who he is and give them the full recognition. I wish I, wait a second. Rich Gaglia from the New York Rich Sound Studio. Rich Gaglia, G A G L. Oh, so she had given him the name when she when when she was on your show. Yeah. Yes. So I hey. I real quick looked it up. 
yes, he is extraordinary. I didn't realize he was blind. Uh, Rich Gaglia, New York Rich Studio. Okay, so let me do a couple of real short jokes, and then I have something uh, very special about the similarities of Christmas and Hanukkah. So this is... uh, if your computer were Jewish, your start button would be replaced with a let's go, I'm not getting any younger button. Your 2,000 problems are replaced by the year 6,000 problems. Hanukkah screensavers will have flying dreidels. Your PC shuts down automatically at sundown on Friday nights. After your computer dies, you would dispose of it within 24 hours. An Internet Explorer would now have a spinning star of David in the upper right-hand corner. And this is a real a short one and cute. A woman goes to the post office to buy stamps for her Hanukkah cards. She says to the clerk, may I have 50 Hanukkah stamps? The clerk says, what denomination? The woman says, oh, my God, has it really come to this? Give me six Orthodox, 12 conservative, and 12 reform. So that was on the light side uh, that I wanted to share with you. And this, like I said, Beverly's poems wore my heart. Uh, Ariana's songs wore my heart. And when I saw this, it wore my heart as well. While Christmas's most popular icon is the Christmas tree, and Hanukkah's central icon is the Hanukkah, which is the Hanukkah menorah, both are filled with light. The Christmas tree through uh, lighted decorations and the menorah through the glow of the candles. Perhaps the significance of light centers around whatever acts help us find the light in our lives and in our world empowers us to help others do the same and celebrate those moments when we have done so. That is how we light ourselves up from the inside. Hanukkah really is an amazing holiday, one that testifies to people's ability to create light where there is darkness, bring hope when most despair, and not only await the future but create it. Christians believe that Christmas marks the birth of Jesus, who gives spiritual light to those who believe in him. At Christmas, Santa uplifts our spirits in that he rewards all those who have been good and does not discriminate as to color, religion, or nationality. That should serve as a model for good people everywhere to join together to create a world of peace and harmony. Both holiday stories are centered around a family. Hanukkah features the story of the brothers Maccabee, and Christmas is centered around Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Both Christmas and Hanukkah commemorate miracles, Christmas with the virgin birth and Hanukkah with the miracle of the Jerusalem temple oil lasting eight days. And so, despite their differences, Judaism and Christianity have much in common. Also noteworthy is that both feasts originated in Jerusalem. On both holidays, it is customary to exchange gifts. Both feasts commemorate actual events in history, and both holidays are often acknowledged as the happiest times of the year. Beverly, it's the happiest show of the week when you're on it. Thank you for yet again doing an extraordinary job. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I do want to say that 
that piece that just moved me. You talk about my, my poems, my daughter's songs. That was the best thing I have ever heard as to the, the meaning of both of these extraordinary, wonderful, joyous holidays. Um, I, I loved it. Thank you so much for sharing it. There's one thing we didn't say, and I just want to add that. Uh, when we light the menorah, each night we just light one candle to commemorate each day that there was the burning of the oil. And there is, it's, there's actually four uh, parts of the candelabra on each side, and in the center is the, uh, I guess, the candle part of the candelabra that you would use to light each one. So each day becomes very special. The first night is one, the second you have two lit, and the third three, and so on, until the eighth night when all of them are burning. And after we finish the lighting of the candle, supposedly we just rest for a brief time, the 15 minutes, and then there are prayers, uh, dedications that the more uh, orthodox do. I, there is a song, and I don't remember it right now. I, Denise actually remembers it, and she does sing it after we light the candles. Oh, wow. I don't know what it is. I'll have to have her do that for me at some point in the future. Okay, so again, folks, we, we provided you with several really extraordinary Hanukkah shows to celebrate, uh, to bring on uh, the Hanukkah uh, holiday, and you can use them when your people get together. Every one of them is impactful. I mean, imagine a show on Hanukkah with a priest and a rabbi and, um, you know, other people who, for whatever reason, want to acknowledge this awesome holiday. So uh, I thank you so much for joining us, and I want to conclude the show with my message uh, of be blessed and think of random acts of kindness. Think of paying it forward. Uh, This is the happiest time of the year, and I wish it continued every day throughout the year and on to the next. So here is my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true. Make this the most meaningful year of making more money, good health, good luck, good fortune, attracting special people and opportunities, creating magical memories, and manifesting marvelous miracles. That's my personal prayer for all of you. And folks, we really appreciate you for tuning in, and we invite you to sing along with us, dance along with us, and laugh along with us. And you can do that starting right here, right now, to the Joyce Barry Mash. And, folks, go out and make someone happy today. I was listening to Blog Talk Radio when my ears heard something that I did know. From the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice 
It was the white okra, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show. And her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce again and again. As Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce knows all about having fun. She's a home business wizard and she's just begun. She's a coaching sensation for not just me or you or her. It's for everyone. You can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She's a home business smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Do the Joyce Barry mash. (laughs) Have a fantastic day and listen to Joyce Barry and friends.